Scripture reading today is from Ruth 2, verses 1 through 23. Now Naomi's husband had a respected relative. His name was Boaz. Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the field so that I may glean along the ears of grain. Naomi said, Go. So Ruth went and gleaned in the field behind the harvesters. By chance, it happened to be the portion of the field that belonged to Boaz. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem. He greeted his harvesters, asking, To whom does this young woman belong? The young man explained and introduced Ruth to Boaz. Boaz said to Ruth, Don't go glean in another field. Don't go anywhere else. Instead, stay here with my young women. I've ordered the young men not to assault you. Whenever you are thirsty, go to the jugs and drink from what the young men have filled. Then she bowed down, face to the ground, and replied to him, How is it that I've found favor in your eyes, that you notice me? I'm an immigrant. Boaz responded to her, Everything you did for your mother-in-law after your husband's death has been reported fully to me. May the Lord reward you for your deed. She said, May I continue to find favor in your eyes, sir, because you have confronted me and because you've spoken kindly to me. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come over here, eat some of the bread. She sat alongside the harvesters, and she ate, was satisfied, and had leftovers. Then she got up to glean. Boaz ordered his young men, Pull out some of the bales for her and leave them behind for her to glean, and don't scold her. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed what she had gleaned. She picked it up and went into town. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She brought out what she had left over after eating her fill and gave it to her. She told her mother-in-law, with whom she had worked, and said, The name of the man with whom I work today is Boaz. Naomi replied to her daughter-in-law, May he be blessed by the Lord, who hasn't abandoned his faithfulness with the living or with the dead. So Ruth stayed with Boaz's young women, gleaning until the completion of the barley and wheat harvests, and she lived with her mother-in-law. This is the word of the Lord. Home to the small town that she grew up in, she doesn't want to sit anymore. But 
The truth is that most of us make lots of little mistakes and lots of big mistakes and very few of us make the grand gesture. Now Ruth and Naomi are basically, um, they're basically dependent upon the kindness of strangers. They couldn't go get a job and so what they would do, this was really common, was whatever was left in the field, anybody who had need could come and gather whatever was left over. Now, modern-day grain picking is a little bit more efficient than um, old grain picking used to be, but there's no way that you can cut down large fields of wheat or barley or grain and not leave over leftover stuff, right? And so they would allow whoever had need to come and to get the last bits, the last parts of whatever was left. We hear an echo of the story when Jesus, and there's the Samaritan woman who comes to him and says, um, don't even the dogs get the crumbs under the table? And calls Jesus to account for excluding people. It's the same idea. Boaz's people have left grain in the field, and Ruth goes and picks up the very itty-bitty little bits. It's a lot of work. And Boaz happens to come home and see Ruth at work in the field and say, hmm, I don't know who that is. What's she doing in our field? Who's watching her, right? Go pick up the grain. Go pick up the barley. Go see what she's doing. And they explain who she is. Boaz sees her and extends an act of kindness. And all Boaz has to do, all Boaz has to do is invite her to the seat at the very end of the table. He gives her a loaf of bread and a glass of wine and invites her to sit. And then Boaz tells his workers to help her. Now there's an interesting little note there where he does tell his workers not to assault her. Did you catch that? Which is a little depressing that he had to tell them not to assault her while she was working in the field. But it is an important note that Boaz extends his protection upon her. Ruth is his, and all he had to do was say, let her work. He wants to meet the family, so he does, he goes and he meets, and the act one of this movie is complete, and next week we'll find out chapter two of this movie, act two. But what we find out today is that it's the little things that Boaz did that saved Ruth and Naomi's life. In the end, it's just the truth of that little bit of an act of kindness. It's just the truth of all that it takes is for us to sit a seat at the very end of the table. All it takes is for, is for us to leave the leftovers for other people to have. All it takes is a generosity and an awareness. God acts in little, small kindness. Too often we think that we have to wait for God to act, and we think God's going to act in a burning bush, or by dividing the Red Sea, or in some grand gesture like dreams that are going to save us from captivity like Joseph, or a howling wind like Elijah, or a blinding light on a dirt road in Damascus. 
And I'm here to tell you that that is not how God appears. Not to most of us anyway. God acts through circumstance and through the faithfulness of ordinary people like you. Which means that if God's going to act at all, God needs you to do it. Boaz is praised in the story for being open and kind to Ruth. And God acts through Boaz's small gesture of protection in an invitation to dinner. The tide turns for Naomi. And emptiness is filled and hope is reborn. And it, all it takes for this one widow to recognize God is circumstances and a small act of kindness. which is the general truth of it. Our relationships aren't built up on grand gestures. What ends up mattering the most in life, what ends up making the most impact are the everyday kindnesses, the everyday ways that we pay attention to each other, the everyday way that we see, or we see each other at work. Our relationships are built up on the nights where we notice that mom is too tired to cook and so we make something, anything, even if we burn it a little bit. It's built in the little ways that we graciously accept help from others and recognize that we can't always do it and so we give thanksgiving for the community. Life is about the details. The stories that you will tell to your grandchildren, the stories that people will tell about you at your funeral are not the grand gestures that you make. Whenever I ask people to share stories, it's always about the little things that people did. It's the ways that they showed up every day for each other. The little acts of kindness. It's about the times when you were bored in the car traveling to Tennessee and then Missouri, and then Kansas, and then Colorado, so you could go sit on your grandparents' porch and listen to their stories about life, about the simple acts of collecting eggs to feed yourself, the little things. I'll never forget, I was at Trainium about 12 years ago. Trainium is, um, is a three, every three years, it's a national gathering of youth. It's like 3,000 Presbyterian youth in a campus together, um, and some Canadians, we let Canadians come, <laughs> and then um, some folks from around the world. It's an amazing experience. We were at Chinium, and we were sitting in a small group, and the guy who was our small group leader was an insurance salesman from Oklahoma. And he was talking about a bad day at work, which I can imagine as an insurance salesman is like every day, because that job would drive me crazy. <laughs> he was driving home from work, and he'd had a bad day. You know those days where nothing goes right? Everything's just a little bit wrong? And he'd had a lot of meetings and phone calls, and he was just feeling down and hopeless and depressed. And he looked out of his car window, and it was the most beautiful sunset he'd ever seen. And he said, now, I don't think God put that sunset there for me. And I remember, I've been mad about that for 12 years, <laughs> right? Because God does that stuff all the time. Why can't God put that sunset there for you? It's a little detail. It takes no effort on God's part to make a pretty sunset for you. And it takes a lot of effort on your part to notice it. And he went on to say that when he got home, 
his wife had made his favorite dinner. She didn't know he'd had a bad day. But he got home and it was meatloaf and potatoes and asparagus, which for him was like heaven. And he sat down and he watched the football game and it was the perfect day. And it was all in the details. And the little things and his ability to see them. And so God shows up for you every day in the little things. And maybe God does put that sunset in the sky for you. And maybe God does send that little voice of an angel to you. Maybe God did tell your person to cook you dinner. Or to bring you a gift. Or just to be kind. It doesn't take any effort at all. But it's God showing up in the little things. So I invite you today, this week, this life, to pay attention. To notice the little things that you do every day, the little acts of kindness, the things that cost you nothing, but change someone's life. You can do it. And in doing it, you are God for that moment, for that person. God bless.